Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Fearless Generations with Terry Sayer and Kelly Fox. Welcome to Fearless Generations, 12 Steps to Freedom. I am Kelly Fox, and tonight we are talking Step 7, Surrender. And our uh, step topic tonight is Heart Open, which is a perfect topic for our guest coach that we have on tonight. But first, let me introduce my beautiful co-host, Terry Sayer. How are you doing today, Terry? I'm doing well, but I have the hiccups, so I'll do my best. <laughs> they just started. All right. <laughs> well, I'm glad you're still here with us. Yep. <laughs> and as I was saying before, we have the perfect guest coach on tonight to be talking about our hearts being open. And that is the beautiful Alana Schwartz. Welcome to the show. Hi. Thanks for having me. We are happy to have you, and I know you've been on the show before, but can you please remind our audience what it is that you get to do and who it is that you get to serve? Absolutely. Um, I actually support midlife moms that are struggling with life-changing events, dance through any obstacle so that they can find joy in the moment regardless of what's going on. I'm a fun-loving mindset coach, certified fearless living coach, and trainer. And, yeah, that's me. (laughs) Just a few things, right? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we are super happy to have you here talking about surrender and talking about opening our hearts. And so what does surrender mean to you? So when I think of surrender, I think of... So sometimes we're fighting so hard to go upstream or, like, it's almost like when you've got, like, the wind, like, blowing at you from the side and it feels like it's going to knock you over. And surrender is that point where you just kind of turn and you lean into it, and it's almost like you have this fiancé moment. So that wind all of a sudden is making your hair flow and your arms are open, and it's simply that piece of letting go. And instead of pushing so hard, it's letting it be whatever it is, and finding that you can relax and you can open up your eyes to possibilities and all those things um, instead of feeling like it's like army crawling, trying to get through to the next thing. It's like, oh, let me find a path that's a little bit easier, a little bit simpler, and see where it could take me. Yeah, I love that. And how do you feel heart open plays into that? I think it's like it's like a heart, mind, body, eyes open. It's that, you know, it ties back into the beginning when you talk about willingness and being able to look at things in a different way and opening your heart up to possibilities. It stacks all those amazing steps that you've talked about over the last, you know, weeks and months of, you know, Opening up your heart gives yourself more compassion. You have more compassion for other people. You see the gift in certain situations, in like any situation when things are challenging. It's just like it just lightens and 
expand and it gives you space to be able, you know, to to see things in a different way and experience all that life can bring you instead of being so close so tightly and fighting against it. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. Terry, what are your thoughts? For me, open-heartedness is really it's a willingness to be vulnerable. And I think vulnerability is a part of surrender because it's opening yourself up to possibilities. It's not being attached to a specific outcome. It's being able to ask for help. It's being able to um, receive. And I think all of that comes when you're willing to surrender. And to me, surrendering is, I mean, it kind of sounds easy, letting go. I mean, but it is. It's letting go of expectations. It's letting go of uh, being tied to outcomes. It's letting go of you being right and controlling everything. And and it's just it's letting go of a multitude of things, emotionally, you know, physically, spiritually. It's just being willing to be totally open, open to other people, open to other ideas. Um, open to seeing people's innocence. I mean, it's just, it's being open. Uh, It's not giving up who you are. I mean, I just, I don't think that's what it means at all. It's just being open to experiences, open to possibilities, open to different ways of thinking and being open-hearted where you don't have to be right. You don't have to be, uh, your way of thinking isn't the only way, you know, when people are closed off, I think of people, you know, it's my way or the highway. Um, and, I mean, I've been that way in my own life. And so I know that's not being open-hearted because when I was that way, my heart was tight. You know, it was in my chest was tight. And and I didn't have that feeling of ease and open-heartedness when I was um, surrendering my, you know, the way I thought about things be open to the way other people think as well not giving up what I value or what I what I think but being open to letting go of being right and being the only one that knew what to do and I that's the way I I kind of was closed off closed hearted at one point in my life where I it had it really had to be my way that my way was the right way and so the people I was leading eventually got tired of that that attitude, and that was when I really recognized that I had to change and uh, that yeah. I could change. And what it was was opening my heart and surrendering that I had to be right. I could either be right or I could be happy, and I could be productive, and I could serve, and I could, you know, make other people feel feel included and valued. And that was what open-heartedness meant to me. And it was like a, you know, 180-degree turn. Uh, from being closed-hearted to being open-hearted. And, uh, you know, so that's what it means to me. Yeah. Love that. Love that. So, Alana, you know, as Fearless Living Coaches, we are all about the tools. So is there a tool that you use with your clients that you feel really helps them with the surrender and and heart-opening, um, you know, choices 
to take them forward. Do you have a tool that I use? Especially not a fearless living tool, but things definitely That's play okay. into it. Um, mm -hmm. And one thing that I really love to do is take it through an exercise when you think about, you know, all the things that before we surrender, before we let go, all the things that we're trying to control in our lives. And there's so many things, like like wishing, hoping, and it ties into expectations, like wishing, hoping that all these things are going to change. And what I do is that, you know, a Venn diagram where you've got the two circles and they intersect in the middle. So one of the circles are the things that matter and really taking stock of what's important to you, what do you value, what's, like, what lights you up. Um, and the other circle are the things that you can control. So we can't control so many aspects of our life, but the things that you can control, how we choose to react, how we choose to show up, um, and looking at where those two things overlap. So the things that matter to you and the things you control, that's where to focus your energy and your time. And by doing that, it frees up so much energy, and it lets those – it's almost like – I think about, like, the backpack that my – daughter wears to school that's like heavier than she is but it's like we're walking around yeah. with these backpacks that are so heavy because we're picking up stuff along the way and shoving it in there and like it's almost like we're hunched over and it's like taking the straps off and putting the backpack down and looking inside it to be like okay does this really matter to me is this important to me is this even mine oh that's not mine where did I pick that up and it's giving your chance like it's like that feeling of relief that, oh, my gosh, I don't have to carry all this. Like, I have a choice of where I want to put my time, where I want to put my energy. And by focusing in on the things that we can control that are in alignment with who we are and where we want to be, it frees up that space to do more of the things that we love that light us up. Um, and just letting go of all that stuff that we can't control. We can't control it. It's not ours. We can't control it. You um, you use the the circles to figure out what matters and what doesn't matter. So what matters, and then what you can control. Oh. And then where those two intersect for the things that matter and the things you can control, that piece in the middle, that's what to focus on because those are the things that are in alignment with you and where you're going, and you have control over there, control over it. So, for example, um, you know, I think about with, let's just, I'll just use, like, you know, health as a thing, because that's just something I've been working on. So the things that matter to me is, you know, long-term health. And, you know, when I look at my family tree and I see how much there's diabetes and there's heart disease and there's all these things, the things that matter to me, having being around to drive my kids crazy for and my husband crazy for a lot of years, that's really important to me. So when I look at the things that I can control, I can control what I choose to put in my body. I can control whether I get up and I decide to move that day or I take a walk or um, go get fresh air or put my phone down. I can control those things. So if it's in alignment with you know, a healthier lifestyle, and it's something that I can do, that's where I focus my attention most of the time because we're all human and, it, you know, we don't live in a vacuum. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah, absolutely. And so that's I was thinking in any area of your life. Yeah, I mean, I was thinking, okay, what matters? And that would be like my family, um, mm-hmm. coaching, um, and then what can I control? Well, I can't control my family whatsoever. <laughs> so they're not in the middle. <laughs> And I'm like, what can I control? Well, I can control myself. Uh-huh. But see, what matters? We can control how like we what? show up. We can control reactions. Yeah. We can control how we choose to look at a situation. We can control whether we're going to, you know, complain about it or find the gratitude. We can control and explore where there might be silent contracts that we can open up, like we can have a discussion about those kind of things that we can control. We can control ourselves. We can control some of the environment around us or one each other. I know we've, we've been reading Atomic Habits, and it's like creating that environment around you. There's certain things that you can control within your environment to make, you know, a little bit more friendly for the life that you want to lead or the person that you want to be. Um, but we cannot mm-hmm. control what anybody else does. We just can't. It would be nice if there was nope. an easy button. And I'm sorry, my friend, I have oh, not found it yet. Yeah. I'm still looking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I tell you, if only. Terry, mm-hmm. <laughs> what are your thoughts on this? <laughs> this will be a whole pool. other conversation. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I think it's really Carrie, important that we. On? Sorry, go ahead. Did you not hear me? Oh, I yeah, I just I think it's really, it's really important that we um, we recognize what we can control and what we can't control because that to to really evaluate our choices, right? And mm-hmm. we control our choices, and so we can we can choose uh, however we want to show up. We can choose how we want to view other people. We can choose the words that we say. We can choose our actions. And so that's that's really important that we understand that. And I, for me, probably the most helpful thing for me to, to be open-hearted and surrender is uh, compassion. Compassion is something that I, I uh, denied myself for most of my life. I mean, compassion towards myself. And it wasn't until I went through the process of understanding that that was really my essential nature was to be compassionate first for myself and then to have compassion for others and that's allowed me to to really evaluate and ask myself when I'm making those decisions and choices am I coming from compassion am I having compassion for myself and am I choosing to have compassion for others so it allows me to and I mean I'm practicing it because I'm a human being it allows me to love love others. And in my life, that's one of the things that I strive to do is to love my neighbors as I love myself. And um, so I've had opportunities to put that compassion into action. And that's really brought me peace and joy. And sometimes it's very challenging, but I can still have that peace in the middle of chaos. And I can emulate that that peace and it's really gratifying to me that at this stage of my life um i you know people i'll be in situations and people will say things like well i don't know anybody that has more compassion and empathy than you do and i and i just kind of sit there and think wow 
I guess I'll receive that. I'll I'll take that in. I'll accept that. And it mm-hmm. just makes me feel, feel whole. And so I know that as I practice compassion for myself and others, that that helps me to be open-hearted. And it helps me to let go of judgment. It helps me to let go of, of you know, feelings of anger. Just it, it helps me to be more inclusive and to... Um, be whom I want to be. I want I want to be a person that loves loves others, and so it. Uh, I think compassion for me that's my essential nature is one of my greatest tools to surrendering and to being open hearted. Mm-hmm. And that yeah. compassion ties into acknowledging yourself and giving yourself mm-hmm. grace for the steps mm-hmm. that you do take. I mean, and I know you talk a lot about that with your clients and on the podcast and everywhere. It's that, you know, giving yourself that internal high five and that, like, that little hug of, oh, my gosh, you did this. Look at how you're growing. Look at the steps that you're taking. No matter what come was, it's a matter of, you know, that, that willingness and that opens your heart more and wanting to, be more open, be more generous, be more compassionate, be more loving to yourself, to other people, um, as you as you celebrate that. Absolutely. Yeah, I love that. I'm always a big fan of acknowledging. Mm-hmm. Yep. So what have you found that your clients get from this, this exercise? Um, do you feel like, do they get to the point where they get action steps or what is the main person purpose of it? Is it awareness? The main purpose of it is to clear the noise and to get clarity, um, especially when mm-hmm. it feels like there is, there's so much up in the air um, one of my favorite things to do right off the bat with clients is sit down and talk to them about what they don't want and what they do want and to get as clear as possible and then look at what matters to you, what lights you up. And when it comes to things that you can control, it, it helps kind of narrow the focus a little bit where it gives you action. So if you're like, well, I, that's out of my control. Let me pick something that I can do. And whether it's, you know, tying it in with the treacherous die example or things like that, it's like, okay, what's something that I know that I can do that's fully in alignment with who I am and where I want to go and who I want to be and being able to take those steps um, to get to that place. Clarity, it gets rid of the confusion, it gets rid of the overwhelm, and it really kind of, it's not really puts blinders on, but it helps. I'm one of those people that's like, oh, shiny, go over there. It, you know, it helps narrow the focus a little bit, where I don't get so mm-hmm. over, you don't get so overwhelmed by all the noise. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I I don't like too many options. Then I get overwhelmed. So you know, br- bring like, it down it's to like the cheesecake to factory menu. It's like forty thousand pages. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. Yes. So I have like one thing or two things that I like at Cheesecake Factory makes it very easy. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Exactly. But, but yeah, I think that that is always helpful to me to really narrow it down and say, okay, 
you have choice A and you have choice B, what is in the most alignment with you? What's going to take you in the direction you want to go? All right, let's go. (laughs) If there's more options than that, I get stuck in think about it mode way too long. Comes from taking action. That's, I mean, we know that, like, your confidence builds when you take risks. It's clarity comes from taking action, and it's being willing to take imperfect action. Simply mm-hmm. taking a step. Sometimes it's forward. Yeah. Sometimes it's backwards. Sometimes it's side to side. You know I love a good cha-cha. Like, it just, it's a matter of simply moving. If you don't like where you are, you can move. You're not a tree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. Terry? <laughs> Thanks, Terry. <laughs> I'm here. Just barely. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Well, um Alana, thank you so much for being here with yep. us. I want to give you some time to share with our audience what you've got going on right now and how they can uh, be in contact with you. Well, thank you, my darling. I appreciate that. So um, I've actually got a lot of fun stuff in the works. I have a a free masterclass that I am actually teaching on the 25th of April at 5 p.m. Pacific time, which is the three keys to find joy in humor and unexpected challenges, where we get a chance to dive in and Some things may be a little familiar from what you talked about, but it's also those pieces of how you change your perspective when things go sideways. Um, And and it was mentioned in my bio, my daughter was diagnosed with cancer in 2018. She's doing good now. But, like, that knocked us for a loop. And then moving across country again for the third time as a family. Um, And then we all went through COVID and all of those things. So being able to, you know, find the joy in really tough situations. So that is coming up. um, And you can, um, if that's something that you want to get a seat to, it's free, which is awesome. And it'll be about an hour. Um, My website is funlovingmindsetcoach.com. And if you want to grab a seat for the free masterclass, um, they can actually email me at Alana Sarah Coaching. It's I-L-A-N-A-S-A-R-A Coaching. Oh, it's, sorry, just <laughs> email.com. I forgot. I just did a new <laughs> website, so I'm like, wait, what's my website? What's my email? It's Alana Sarah Coaching at gmail.com. Um, so that's coming up. And um, also for your listeners, I will offer a free 30-minute joy breakthrough session where we can sit and chat about, you know, exactly where you want to go, what's getting in the way, and a mini action plan to help get you there. Ooh, I want one. Okay. <laughs> you have to reach me, my love. You do. I love Alana. She talks to me all the time, though. I love you, Is that special? But um, I love that. Thank you so much. And please do put that in the group um, so that um, everyone there can see it and have easy access to uh, to it so they can find it and sign up Absolutely. for your free master class as well as take advantage of the um, session. 
I will be happy to do that. I was nodding my head like you can totally see that because I'm nodding. (laughs) (laughs) I could sense it. If there was one thing that you would want our listeners to walk away with tonight around surrender and having an open heart, what would it be? I think that, and I was hearing mentioned it before with the compassion piece, but it's just keeping mm-hmm. that visual of having that heavy backpack on and being able to take the straps off and putting it down so that you can get a chance to simply let go for a while. It doesn't mean you're getting rid of everything. It's simply taking it off and putting it down so that your shoulders can come down your, your chest automatically expands. It gives you a chance to take a little bit of separation from the things that may be weighing you down, holding you back, where you can start to get more of a bird's eye view looking at them and just see, okay, what's mine to hold on to, what's not mine, and take it gives you a chance to breathe. Yeah. I love that. I love that uh, picture, too. I can really relate to that. I think about carrying my backpack when we travel in the airport, and I'm like, okay, I have to stop and take this thing off for a second. <laughs> my backpack is so heavy, um, so uh-huh. I can I can I can definitely relate to that image. So I love that, Terry. What's your one thing? Uh, for me, right now at this time in my life, like the quality that I'm working on that's allowing me to let go and build and create space in my life is is let go of judgment. To just surrender judgment. It's not my place to judge anyone, and especially not myself. And so just letting go of judgment opens up your heart. It allows you to have compassion and to acknowledge yourself. And so I think, um, you know, you can look at, if you look at your the qualities in your life that are true to you, that you desire, how you want to be and how you want to show up and take up space, and how you want to treat yourself and others, that judgment can be one of those things that really blocks your forward movement. So for me, I've been working probably for the last couple of months on really being aware of when I'm judging. And when I when I am aware that I am, asking myself, what's the benefit of this? And what can I do to change that judgment into compassion or love or acceptance or inclusion, something that's positive? Um, that would help me to um, negate those negative feelings of judging and open my heart. So I, I just uh, think right now for me that's a really positive tool is to be aware of when you're judging yourself and others. Love that. Yeah, I think surrendering, you know, the what really comes to my mind is um, pride, Surrendering pride and letting your heart open to all possibilities, not just the ones that you think you need or you want, but, you know, things that you can't even imagine are before you and opening them up and being willing to step into whatever comes. And next week we're going to be talking about humbled, so it kind of goes along with that, but I think, you know, allowing your heart to open, your ears, your eyes, like Alana was saying, 
um, and really being willing to hear, to see, to feel, um, you know, experience whatever your higher power has for you, whatever um, the day has for you, um, and and just really live it. So um, thank you, Alana, so much for being here with us. We love, love, love you. And we want yep. to remind you all that the 12 Steps to Freedom were created by Rhonda Britton, the CEO and founder of the Fearless Living Institute. And if you want to learn more about Fearless Living, please go to fearlessliving.org. You can find out everything about Terry and I at fearlessgenerations.org. We'd love for you to go there. We Our next workshop is coming up on the 24th, and we're going to be talking all about not beating yourself up. So we're going to be talking about acknowledgments. See, I told you I love acknowledgments. We're going to be talking about acknowledgments and all good things that way. And um, so do check that out and sign up for it. We would love to have you there. And um, we got all kinds of stuff going on. So go check it out. You can also listen to past episodes there as well as see um, the bios of our guest coaches and um, you can learn more about us. So um, working on that all the time and trying to get it even better. So go look at it. <laughs> uh, we appreciate you being here with us tonight and every Monday night or Tuesday morning, whenever you listen. And until next time, everybody, be fearless. Thank you, Alana. Thank you. Have a good night.